if you give me some time and you watch this video or listen to this podcast, I will share with you how I become more consistent, more productive, and a stronger person at the end of the day, at the end of each day for that matter. This is a very specific lifestyle. It is simple and easy to implement, and it is very effective. It is very strategic, and it will bring you peace and results. Slow living and naturalism. So what is slow living and what is naturalism? I'm going to cover naturalism first. Naturalism is when you naturally be how you are mentally with the way you talk and the way you behave. And also it involves natural modification, thinking how you believe you should in order to be successful speaking how you should in order to be successful, and behaving how you should in order to be successful. That's naturalism. With a sense of self-modification. But an organic modification, for that matter. Now, slow living is when you take your time with your thoughts. Because, let's be honest, it's really easy to become overwhelmed by thinking. And the trick to this is, when you're going to be slow with your thoughts, it's not just about meditation and being aware of your thoughts and separating your identity from how you think or what you think. It's really about you take the time to focus on what matters. If you do not focus on what matters... It is easier to further descend into madness. If you focus on what matters, it is easy to cultivate peace, contentment, and serenity within your mind and remain calm and non-reactive in your icy. You're doing good. It's a good thing. No matter how bad of circumstances um, there may be. So, in slow living, when it comes to thinking, you take your time shaping your thoughts. And it's important to lead your thinking to be pragmatic and ethical. Pragmatic in the sense that what you think makes coherent sense in reality, and it aligns with how things actually are, or could be. And ethical in the sense that your thoughts would be worthwhile and valuable to create a win-win scenario. Synergetic. And be slow with your words. From the beginning of this podcast, I am slow to speak. Because I want to make sure that what I share with my words carries weight to it. It's heavy. It's valuable. It's meaningful. It's honest. And there will be situations and people and times that won't give you time to properly think or properly speak or properly behave. And in a generalist sense, then the opportunity wasn't for you. The answer was no. In most cases. 
there will be times we need to be fast. We need to be quick. Think on our feet. Speak on our feet. Behave on our feet, they say. To be able to form the right thoughts really quickly. Say the right words really quickly. Do the right thing really quickly. And that's okay. We're not always going to be successful at those things. And we're not always going to fail at those things. However, the more you practice slow living, it it creates luck. It creates the kind of luck that would make you good at making a fast decision because you will be well organized mentally in the way that you talk, in the way that you behave. And therefore, in many chances, you'll be able to make quick decisions correctly. <clears throat> and to be slow with our actions. For example, I was at the gym earlier today. And, well, I was walking to the gym, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to brisk walk to the gym. I'm not going to be in a hurry. I'm going to take my time walking to the gym. I'm going to breathe nasally through my nose and take my time breathing. I'll just listen to some of my favorite tunes in my head, the tunes I want to listen to at the moment, and have a journey there that is pleasant. And then when I get there, I'll be slow to interact with the people who greet me, whether they be the employees or people I know at the gym, which happens often. I'm going to be slow in the interaction. Hey, it's good to see you. How's it going? I'm, I'm excellent. How are you? Awesome. And if it goes into conversation further, it goes into conversation further. If it quickly goes into have a nice workout, yeah, you too. And then when I get to the gym machine that I'm going to be using, I slowly position myself. I make sure I have proper form. And this also goes to stretches from the very beginning. When I wake up and after I practice my meditation on my mortality and gratitude, and after I journal a little bit in the morning solitude, I slowly do my stretches. I slowly do all those things. Because it brings peace, contentment, and serenity to my life. And it helps me be much more productive and much more efficient. Because it's not that I'm overthinking these things. It's not that it's like, oh no, what form do I take on this machine? Or something like that. It's more like, okay... Is this comfortable? Is this right? Does this match the description on the machine? Okay, I'm ready to do chest and arms. I mean, chest and triceps. And so, slow living helps you be more consistent in the sense that it allows you to grind things out. Because even if you don't feel like doing something, you just do it anyway. And being slow with it allows you to cozy into what you're supposed to be doing in order to meet a goal. So that's the basic idea of slow living is you take your time with your thoughts, your words, and your actions. Therefore, things are much more concrete, well thought out, and meaningful, and done effectively. 
I recommend practicing this like at least at least for a week. Seven days. Pick a day to start slow living. Do it for seven days and see if it doesn't bring you peace, contentment, serenity. I, I'm pretty sure it will. The world has big demands of us all the time. All the time. The world, the, the world always wants us to be a certain way, think a certain way, speak a certain way, behave a certain way. But we need to focus on how we want to behave for our own goals. And have and establish meaningful relationships with other people within the world. So let's talk about the naturalism part. Be who you desire to be. You probably have an idea of how you could behave different mentally, verbally, and physically to get better results in your life. So think how you ought to in order to produce results that would make you successful and you would hit your targets. Speak in a way that would make you successful where you hit your targets. Behave in a way that will help you get results and hit your targets. You see, who we are matters to us. It's not just a social thing. It's also a personal thing. It's not just about being a worthwhile person within our community or network. It's also about us behaving in a way that we approve of. You see, because sometimes being ourselves can hinder us from getting the results we want. Whether it's being held in high regard by our peers, whether it's being able to face ourselves peacefully at the end of the day or beginning of the day or whenever. But the thing is... We have an idea about who our ideal or best self is. Whichever word you would like to choose. They're synonymous, really. And so, we need to be conscious of that. We're setting a goal about who we should be within our lives in order to get the results that we, that we desire. Whether it's respect, whether it's income opportunities, whether it's dates, whether it's just being able to be proud of who we are. And we can live truly to ourselves while doing that. Even though we may be modifying the way we think, the way we speak, the way we speak, the way we behave, where we can do it in an organic way, where it's authentic, where Say you're someone like me who sometimes has like a devil may cry kind of face, you know, like this monotone. If you're watching on YouTube when someone is speaking, but say you want to be someone who, who authentically smiles when someone's speaking like, yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. Or no speaking at all. You might be someone who wants to smile more. And that's authentic because you want that. And perhaps it's because you know that could get you better social results. 
And so, therefore, it's an authentic bonification and organic, and you implement it. And that's part of being a naturalist. So, you can be who you are, and you can also authentically and organically modify who you are in order to achieve your goal or goals. And get the results that you want. And by the way, I do believe there is such thing as over-modification. I do believe there is such thing as in, inauthentic modification. Where you start modifying yourself because you're insecure. And you don't really want to be someone who smiles more. You just want the results that come with being someone who smiles more. Or maybe some self-help book or guru or something rather is teaching you that you should modify yourself in such a way to be more successful when maybe perhaps that isn't even necessary and you're just doing it in order to get the result without actually wanting to be that way. That's the difference between inauthentic modification with authentic modification. And this is one of the most important things to remember when living a slow life to become more consistent, productive, and a stronger person. Is it, it, it's this is this is something I learned from Stoicism and Taoism, by the way. Allow everyone and everything and every place to be as it may, to be as it is, to be as it actually is. Allow people to be as they are. Don't try to start changing people to get results that you want. Allow places to be as they are. Don't try to start changing the environment to get the results that you want. Allow general things to be as they are. Don't 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 go messing with things that are out of your control. That's the whole point of this. Don't don't let things out of your control get the best of you. In fact, I think what you should do instead is align yourself with actual reality when it comes to people, places, and things. Allow them to be as they are and be who you desire to be and work with things and take your time with things. And there are exceptions to every rule, right? Perhaps you could be a bit more convincing and persuasive to people. Perhaps you could change something in your environment to make your experience better. Or perhaps better for other people or both. Perhaps there are things in, in a general sense that we could experiment with and modify and change or control in order to produce a better outcome. Sure. But I'll leave that up to your best judgment what that is. For me, I tend to just stick to myself and allow things to be as they are. I allow people to be as they are. I allow places to be as they are. And I allow things to be as they are. Because what I want to do is, is just focus on my mission to be the best version of myself possible.
And there's liberation in allowing things to be as they are. There's there's freedom in that. You're 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 giving up your suffering in order to embrace reality for what it is and deal with it accordingly and do what you can within that reality or potential reality or actual reality. We're about to get into the consistency part. It's simple. No matter what, do the work. Let me explain. So you set goals, you set targets. You want to get in better shape. Therefore, you got to find a diet that works for you and only eat that. And you can give yourself cheat days if you want. I don't recommend it, but you can. And then you got to have an exercise regimen, an exercise routine. Whatever that may be for you, stick to that. Stick to the diet and stick to the exercise, even if you don't want to. There's going to be times we don't want to do the things that we should do in order to produce the results that we want and be who we need ourselves to be. But that's not an excuse. We have to do the work anyway. No matter what, we have to do the work. So set a schedule and deadlines. For me, I work out at minimum three times a week in the gym. I usually do four. I know when I wake up. I know when I go to bed. And even if I don't want to go to bed, I, I, I take my meds and I lay in bed anyway. As long as it takes uh, uh, until my alarm clock goes off. Doesn't matter if I'm up all night. Doesn't matter if I get a few hours of sleep. I'm waking up at that alarm. And I'm going to carry on and be consistent and do things anyway. Do the work anyway, no matter what. And so the deadline factor is like, if you're creating content, it's like for me with my weekly newsletter, which you should sign up. You should subscribe to my weekly newsletter. Every Wednesday in the morning, I give you food for thought to help you think more clearly. Subscribe now. You'll be glad you did. So every every Wednesday, I, I have to have a newsletter issue prepared to go be published and go to the inbox to my subscribers every Wednesday morning. So even when I don't feel like writing, I write three paragraphs anyway. I do it anyway. I'm often surprised how good these things turn out. Or that it goes for YouTube as well. I'm doing a weekly YouTube thing here. E even, even when I don't want to record, I'm surprised how insightful I can be and how good of a quality thing I can produce with what I have every week. So just as those, just as content creation as an example, you know, I have a deadline every Wednesday for my newsletter, every Saturday for my podcast. And I'm going to stick to it as much as I can. Even if the deadline changes, I'm still going to aim to do those two things weekly. These two things, if that's more proper grammar, I think. 
And so you, you set simplistic goals and maybe it's to get in shape. Maybe it's to create content on some sort of platform. Um, you set a deadline for when you want to be done with these things or achieve being in a better physique. Like I think six months is safe. If you're truly consistent with working out for six months and sticking to a diet, you're going to be in pretty good shape in six months. And the thing is, even if you don't want to do these things, you do them anyway. That's the other point. That's the main point of this. When you set a goal, you set targets, and you have a schedule for them, and you have a deadline. Even when you don't feel like going to the gym, you go to the gym. Even when you don't feel like writing, you write anyway. Even when you don't feel like recording, you record anyway. Even when it's not fully ready or not good quality or you're just not satisfied with it, you publish them anyway. And most importantly, you embrace your failures. You embrace your mistakes. You embrace your shame for, be, for being inconsistent. Nowadays, everyone's taught to feel good all the time, no matter what they do. Well, shame and bad feelings are a way for us to govern our behavior and do what is necessary to feel good. Whether it's proud or satisfied, what have you, a mix of, a mix of them. You know, it's important to embrace those bad feelings. When I miss a workout, I feel bad about it. And I embrace that. I sit with it. And I use it as... I, I convert it into fuel for motivation to get back at it. Even if it's not the gym, I, I do that with content to everything. And so with slow living and naturalism, I'm able to produce discipline and consistency and be who I want to be. What are you going to do?